back with another ARM Viewpoints podcast. Our episode today looks at the future of the car. We're going to dive deep and look at the opportunities and challenges of what's become known as the software-defined vehicle. We'll explore ARM's involvement in the growth of the software-defined vehicle and a new initiative to help drive standards in this area. With me today is Dipti Vachani, SVP and General Manager of the Automotive and IoT line of business at ARM. Dipti's organization is responsible for the proliferation of ARM-based solutions within the transformational opportunities of autonomous driving and IoT. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today, Dipti. Thank you for having me. I'm going to start by asking you what the software-defined car is and why it's important. Yeah, it's it's a, a mouthful, isn't it? Software-defined car. So it, it's it's quite simply that the function of the vehicle is upgraded and or improved by an automatic download of software. So the hardware of the car is built to keep that in mind. So we build a car to have the cameras and the sensors with the idea of what the future can hold. And then once that car is on the road, we can download and upgrade its features through software. Um, that that's the that's quite simply what the concept is, and and you can imagine that that concept is already at work um, with your phone. You get new software downloads, you get new features, you get new apps. It's very similar to that, but now we're talking about our car and our vehicle, and and taking advantage of all of the functions that that we can have within the car, um, and our user experience as well as safety is concerned, or new features are concerned. And this is a huge opportunity for the car brands. This allows for them to have a lifetime direct relationship with the drivers. Because you imagine now you go through a lot, you buy a car, and that's really your only experience. This allows for an experience with the OEMs that we haven't had before, where um, where features start to, to come to life over the lifetime of that car. And you know, for me, I have a software-defined vehicle, and uh, it, it's like Christmas morning when, when there's a new software load, right? I go to my car, and now I've got all of these new cool things and new toys to play with. That, that's the experience that we're trying to create with a software-defined vehicle. And why would you say that that's particularly important right now? Well, we're at a major inflection point um, within the automotive industry, right? Electric, electric vehicles... Um, and, and the rush and, and uh, um, the reinvention of the car for the whole vehicle to be electrified is, is pushing the OEMs to redefine how these models are built. Um, they're all being redefined at the same time. Multiple models are being built at the same time. There's a lot of investment going into what does that mean, the electrification of the vehicle. New autonomous features are being deployed. And as such, that's also cre creating an opportunity to redefine the vehicle as it is. And then consumers are just demanding more few features from their cars, right? They're getting used to this experience that we've had in, in, in the mobile phone. And we're seeing this experience and the demand for this experience in the car. On top of all of that, so we're talking about a perfect storm, we've got the importance of chip technology. There's a global chip shortage, and that's making all the OEMs start to reconsider what their supply chains are. And they're increasingly scrutinizing how they build these vehicles, how they, how they create supply chains and the complexity of these supply chains. So this, there's an intense focus on electronics and semiconductors and, and then software within the auto industry. 
So if you think about the electronic architecture um, of a car today, it has about 100 electronic control units. This is 100 ECUs. It's extremely complicated. And you can imagine the supply chain of something like that being complicated as well. It's not flexible. And it's quite frankly expensive and heavy, right? And heavy means something when you're talking about miles per gallon or how you use your battery, right? And so they're looking to centralize that architecture with a higher performance um, CPU, something that's more high efficiency, that allows for a heterogeneous level of compute. And this now starts to open up this opportunity to, to, to create a vehicle that's more, more softer to find. They need to take advantage of the thousands of lines of codes that we've been taking, uh, that we're writing. And how are we gonna robustly create that code? How are we robustly going to deploy that code? And then how do we maintain and upgrade that code over the lifetime of the car? And so this perfect storm of reinvention of the car, the electrification of the car, new autonomous features, as well as a supply chain concern has propelled this entire industry into a new way of thinking. This opens up the opportunity for OEMs to, to create a feature that can be upgraded over time. And that's what we call the software-defined vehicle. Well, that all sounds great. And it really begs the question, why aren't all cars software-defined? What's holding the industry back? Well, you know, if you look across the industry, it, there, every OEM at, at some point or another has, has announced they're, um, they're doubling down on software their uh, their hiring of software, so there's no lack of momentum or lack of interest, and and they are convinced that this is the future. Um, you you'll see it in every one of their their announcements. Now it's really a question of how and when, um, and and they're looking taking advantage of the other markets that are out there. So data center today, right? You've heard the concept of data center on wheels. Um, and, and the ability to use cloud-native applications in, in the vehicle because the, the car is, is, is a quote-unquote of data through on wheels. Well, it's, it's really not that simple, though, right? Um, it, is, it is from a performance standpoint, but we have to think about um, real-time. We have to think about functional safety, and we have to think about security. And so it's an, taking advantage of all the features that are already available in the industry, the technologies out there, but how do we augment what's out there with what's really required in a car, like the functional safety, the real time, and the security? And so that's where the investment's happening today, and, and, and the momentum with our OEMs is, is right on the right trajectory, right? It, we're, we're solving the problem together. Right, and it sounds like that's definitely an area where ARM can help. Maybe you can tell us a bit about how. Yeah, and absolutely, right? And, and that's the value ARM brings um, to this ecosystem. We have strong relationships across the board of the supply chain, right? Tier ones, operating systems, software vendors, OEMs, and all of those, and most importantly, the cloud service providers. And so as we can, we, we are um, engaged with all elements of the supply chain, in addition to that, we have an expertise in specialized processing, functional safety, real-time control, and cloud-native software development 
the expertise and our relationship across the supply chain allows us this unique opportunity to bring these these players together to solve the problem across the ecosystem because it's going to require all of us to look at this from our different angles um, to truly uh, propel this and, and and scale this this new technology and we believe that the benefits of consumer is is evident and obvious right um, uh, we were just looking at, at one analyst uh, did an um, uh, deployed some estimates that uh, we can expect a margin enhancement of $2,600 just for a high volume vehicle per car. That's three times that for a premium model. So you see the opportunity of not only new features, but a savings to the, the consumer. And so the the demand is there. We have all the component, um, all the members of the ecosystem and the supply chain to, to engage with. And we have the technology, and so we're taking advantage of our position to to bring those those players together. And I think you've got an announcement that you wanted to talk about in that area. Talk we do, we do. We have a big announcement. We announced Sophie. Sophie stands for Scalable Open Architecture for Embedded Edge. Um, we're working with all of these leaders from the automotive supply chain, like I mentioned earlier, to develop open standards and reference software stacks and bring the real-time and safety needs of automotive together with the advantage of the cloud-native approach. We have, um, we're, we're deploying this today. Um, it's available to download free of charge today. It, it builds on the success of ARM's Project Cassini, which we define standard boot and security requirements from ARM, ARM architecture and data center and edge computing. We take advantage of what we built with Cassini, which I mentioned earlier is a, um, is, is a data center and edge architecture, and we build on top of it the real-time functionality, the functional safety and security required for software-defined vehicles. And that's what Sophia is. So we have great engagements from leading cloud providers, along with several leading automotive OEMs, tier ones, other software vendors, operating systems, and partners, in, which you'll hear about over the, the next few days as, as we release this announcement um, across the press and the wire and, and our ecosystem. We're really, really excited about this engagement because it propels the industry um, and expedites this technology. And I understand there's a hardware component to this as well. Yes, it's freely available software today, but developers need um, hardware to develop on. It makes it uh, it makes it real and easier for for the ecosystem. And so that's right. We have developers with a high performance development platform. They can explore that today with automotive workloads on ARM and and system ready, uh, which means the solution developed on this can be easily ported to production silicon from our silicon partners. We've been working with a partner called uh, named AD Link, which is a close partner of ARMS, to deliver a, a platform for lab development of software alongside a ruggedized version. So we also have a ruggedized version with additional capabilities for in-vehicle prototyping. So not only do we, do we have the software that's uh, freely available and downloadable, we, we now have hardware, um, one which is a developer platform, and another which is a ruggedized version that you can put into your vehicle for prototyping right away. And we believe that the, this initiative that we're announcing today will, will bring efficiencies throughout the whole supply chain. Uh, time and cost savings, reduced complexity, better portability, and reuse of code. And so we're unlocking this future of software-defined vehicle across the industry and across this ecosystem with, with these new uh, deployments. And I also understand that this isn't just about cars, that the, you've got other um, implementations of this technology. So what does the future hold? 
cars are, are, are easily something that we see today and it's here and now, but this technology is also here and now um, in many other markets. I mentioned the mobile phone, right? We've, we've gotten comfortable and used to it being software defined. Um, it's something we've experienced for quite some time. Uh, and now we're starting to experience that in the car. But we're also experiencing in our homes and in retail, in industrial, and in medical, um, these this concept of hardware that is easily upgradable and, uh, and new features downloaded, new data, new models downloaded by software is going to transform multiple industries. And I, I truly believe it and already is, right? There's, an, there's a company we're working with right now called Zing Robotics. And this is just an incredible uh, robot that's designed multiple functions on, that, that serves multiple functions on an airport tarmac. It pushes back planes, shifting baggage. Um, they have very powerful compute within a very tight space constraint. And of course, uh, this is right in the wheelhouse of what ARM does really well, high compute and tight space, um, where we have whole functionalities of robots that are just software defined. And as they learn more, they deploy these functionalities into these robots. And so that's a that's that's an example somewhere that's not automotive, but again, um, I think this is going to transform multiple industries. It already is. Um, you see components of your home that's already software defined, right? Um, whether it's your Alexa or, or other parts of your of your house. So this is going to continue to happen. Well, as a huge fan of both cars and robots, I'm excited by the future you've outlined, Dipti. Um, it's definitely got me thinking hard about what I'll be looking for in my next car. And I'm sure our listeners will be thinking about that, too. Thanks to you for those insights, and thanks to our listeners for joining us today. We look forward to bringing you more glimpses of the future in the next episode of Arm Viewpoints. 